Hello and welcome to another episode of Chat with Nat. Um, today I'm going to do like a surprise what I've been watching. I've actually been watching a lot of good stuff. But first, I have had the worst ingrown toenail ever. I've tried to dig it out. It's like really swollen. Well, something just told me like, you should go get a pedicure. Like my toes were looking a little scrungy. My feet hadn't had a pedicure in a while. So I was like, mm, why not go there? And this lady was a godsend. Literally, she dug this thing out. It was so deep in there. I told her, she was like, do you want me to put a croak over? And I was like, no, it's a little ingrown. I tried to get it out. I just want to kind of like leave it alone and let it grow out. She's like, I can get it out for you if you want. I was like, yeah, sure. First of all, I do not recommend this if you go to a nasty salon. I watched her open up a freshly, like a fresh thing. Like the package was unopened with all the tools and she was cleaning everything really well. And the place is just really clean, the salon I go to. So I was like, sure. And whenever she got this thing out, instantly I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, I used to work for a podiatrist. You know, like, I was like, okay, you know, that makes me feel better. And my toenails feel, my toe feels so much better. Like, the swelling hasn't gone down yet. But, you know, I'm going to continue to, like, put alcohol on it, tea tree oil, um, just to make sure, like, I don't get an infection or any fungus or anything like that. But literally, I was like, thank you. I was like, I, they usually never get them out. Thank you so much. Like, I'm so like, this is the first pedicure I've gotten at the salon though. I've been going there for a couple times to get my nails done. Um, and they're really clean and I really like the atmosphere there. So I was like, yeah, let me go get a pedicure there. And they're very highly recommended around town. So I was like, okay. And I'm so thankful that she did. So, so thankful because my toenail feels so much better. And this thing was literally so big and like I have this fascination with ingrown toenails like I watch ingrown toenail videos on YouTube like I'm a weirdo but it was well worth it <laughs> anyway so I'm going to catch you up on what I've been watching lately so the first thing I want to talk about is Temptation Island season three so if you've never watched Temptation Island I watch it free on Peacock streaming site and basically four couples go in into an island they're separated and there's 12 singles, um, both men and women, and they have to go on dates. And basically at the end you decide like, um, and you don't talk to your spouse the whole time. I don't know how long it is um, for, but you don't talk to your spouse and you only have these like 30 second clips um, every once in a while to see what your spouse is doing. And they're separated. And then at the end you decide, I want to leave alone. I want to leave with my significant other that I came here with. Or I want to leave with someone that I met here on the island. So if you have not watched it and you want to watch it, this is a huge spoiler. Um, I'm only going to talk about one couple, though. And I'm going to talk about... I'm not going to talk about one couple. I'm going to talk... Maybe I will. Kendall and Erica. Um, first of all, I felt like that... Um, first of all, I like Erica. I like the person that she became. She really took the process to grow for herself and Kendall pushed her to want to do this. And there is also, you know, he also pushed for the no rules 
I'm doing quotations around the no rules because he pushed for it. And I think she just kind of agreed because she thought, well, he's going to respect me. Like, I think that he lied to her face and told her, this is just what I think allegedly is that he lied to her face and said, I love you. I would never do anything to disrespect you. Like you can have no rules. I have no rules. But I feel like Erica secretly thought that there was boundaries of respect and he did absolutely nothing of that. So the first thing that he does is he meets the blonde named Alexis and they hit it off or whatever. And this this ball just reminds me of Evan from like the first couple of seasons, like just disgusting. There's nothing wrong with like having sexual activity, like they're grown adults or whatever. And, you know, they're there for the process. But it's like, I feel like people that have like, um, you know, physical activity on the island never make it in their relationship because the purpose of the island is to open up emotionally, not physically. And I feel like the people who don't get physical, like kissing is different than, you know, that kind of stuff. But I feel like people that hold out and really connect emotionally and then save the stuff physically for last really are the couples that will possibly make it. I feel like that. And, you know, they made a good point. Is like some people really do go there because they want an excuse to break up with their spouse. Like they don't have the guts to say, you know, I want to break up with you. So they just go to Temptation Island and get on the show. And then you get all, you know, you get to date somebody else. You get the frills, the glamour, the Instagram followers. And I think that's exactly what he wanted at her demise. So first thing that really made me annoyed was, you know, at first, whenever they're doing the previews, it kind of made Erica look bad because she, he said, well, I'm really go getter. And I feel like that she is not leveling up basically. Like everything is a competition for him. He needs to level up. He needs to meet this certain requirement. And like, you know, as a female, I was like, oh wow, that's really admirable. But then you realize as later as it comes on, he's putting his insecurities into her. So for him to feel good, he has to put her down like, you're not doing good enough. Why aren't you chasing your goals? But really, it's him. He's not the one that was chasing any goals. And, you know, she said, good luck trying to find somebody who wakes up at 4 a.m. to cook you breakfast and iron your clothes. And it's like, hold up. There's nothing wrong if you do that. But girl, I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I'm telling you, as a spouse who has been with their spouse for four years, and our relationship progressed very quickly. That shit gets old. It's cute in the honeymoon phase. But like once you have kids, like you're, I don't have time to wake up at 4 a.m. to iron your clothes. Like you're going to have to man up and do it yourself. Like my, like I used to think like I need, had to make lunch for my husband and stuff. No, if he's hungry, he needs to pack his own lunch. And maybe that's just like our newer generation of how we live. But like I don't have time to be your mom. I am your spouse. I am your partner. I am not your mom. I am not somebody who does everything for you, for you to go off and live your best life and me to feel stressed. And like, it's a give and take. Like, you know, if I was working, my husband might pack my lunch for me. Like, but we do it not all the time, but we do it out of kindness because you pick up the slack. And I think that's what their relationship was missing is he expected so much from her, but he was a shitty person. And then... We later find out that he indeed cheated on her, on Erica. Kendall did. And he, like, he, like, basically manipulated her and, like, made her virtually forget about it. And um, I think we really start to see his true character starting to come out towards the end. I'd say the very beginning, 
I, I was so, I wasn't surprised that he ended up having physical activity with Alexis. But then who's the other girl? Nicole was Alexis's friend. And they bonded over Alexis. And then they all three had physical activity so soon. And I could not believe it. And then later on, as the time went on, I think Alexis started to realize, like, I think the blinders came off and she was like, Kendall and Nicole wanted to, you know, have activities again and Alexis wasn't comfortable. And then like Nicole and Kendall started to form a connection, what they thought was a connection, which is totally like BS in my opinion. Um, and I feel like that if the final dates were not coming up where there was a one-on-one, -on -one, I feel like Kendall would have done the same thing that he did to Aaron to Alexis and I think if there was a next date and no elimination that he would have took Nicole out and honestly I was surprised for the overnight date that he picked Alexis now let's fast forward we all knew that Aaron was not going to leave the, the the island with Kendall we all knew that she had as soon as she seen that they had activity she was like we're done I'm no longer like doing this so proud of her for that and I really think that you know and it's so funny because she met this she bonded with somebody emotionally and she said you know like I gave him a kiss and Kendall was like a kiss you know but he like this is another thing is like he went and had like a whole like threesome with somebody but she couldn't even give somebody a kiss like that's the double standards at its finest and like if you start your relationship on the double standards, it will always be that way. Your partner will always never, they'll always find a way to put you down um, and never see the flaws in themselves. And so I really think that that was like a huge thing. And, um, you know, like this man literally has the guts to go into the bonfire and say, you know, like, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Like he blatantly tells uh, Nicole, like, I don't know, I might leave the island with Aaron or Alexis or you like, you know, and it's like, what? Like, bro, I do not understand what you're doing. I think he just used the show as a way to like, basically be a nasty person, like, just nasty. <laughs> like, I'm not talking like, I think it has nothing to do with like the sex, the sexual aspect of it, but just nasty. His actions, the fact that he wasn't treating anybody fairly, he was lying, he was manipulative, like just disgusting. I couldn't even look at this man. And like on Reddit, it was so funny. People were making fun of him so bad. And I was like, I do not think this man is cute. And it, it, some people need to knock him down a few steps on his ego. But, you know, like, I feel like that's petty to talk about people's, like, <laughs> physical attributes. But he he just overall is, like, a negative 1,000 out of 10. Like, negative. And I hope that, like, I hope that he learned something from the show. But, like, I do not think that he did. So, virtually, Erica tells, oh, I said her name was Erin. Her name is Erica. OMG. Why did I think it was Erin? Anyways, her name is Erica. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um and so <laughs> I said Aaron <laughs> um anyways and so basically like once she tells Kendall once Erica tells Kendall like um 
you know, like, I no longer want to be with you. I'm not leaving the island. I'm leaving the island by myself. And he says, well, I guess I'm going to go with Alexis. We'll see what's up. And it's like, I cannot believe he just said that. Like, and then Alexis comes out and she's so excited. And it's like, that didn't last very long. And I also feel like him and Alexis bonded because they were both from Los Angeles. So it wasn't like, I were to say that Kendall would never move for anybody. (laughs) And that is the God's honest truth. Um, I think that he liked Alexis because she was in Los Angeles and she was lived in the same city. It wasn't a lot of work. And, you know, I feel like she, like she like wanted to get sexual with him so quickly. I think that's what he wanted out of the island. I think he wanted to do that. I think he just wanted to go there and explore other options sexually, not emotionally, not for his relationship. He wasn't there to be a better person and be a better man for his relationship or Erica. He was there to just be a dog, honestly, and to hump anything that wanted to hump him. That's how I feel. Like, it's just disgusting. And like, towards the end, I I just, it was such a train wreck that I wanted to fast forward, but I couldn't because it's like, I'm going to miss everything. Like, he was just so disgusting. I wanted to fast forward, but I could not. So, and that's the first thing I've been watching. The second thing I've been watching is um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You guys know I'm like a huge Housewives fan. I just finished season six. I'm currently on season seven. I'm going to touch on two people. So, one is Kim Richards. We have been watching Kim first or yeah Kim Richards for so 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 long and I think it was time for her to go in season at the end of season five I think yes season five it was time for her to go it was just to the point that at the reunion she kept making excuses for her dog um biting uh, Kyle's daughter and, you know, the whole thing about the house and the splitting up and all this. And, like, I did a couple deep, deep dives into her. And I her childhood was not that great. Um, but, honestly, I feel like it was time for her to go. She enabled, I don't want to say she enabled herself, but she could never take charge of her actions. She would say, I'm sober, but I took these pills. And then I was in the hospital for four days, but then I was in the hospital for seven. Like, it was just, she was such a train wreck and such a mess. And, like, to add Brandy Glanfield to the mix, like, just fucking crazy. Like, whenever I started watching season six, and I was like, thank the Lord that Brandy and Kim are gone. Like, just, it just got to the point, like, I was fast-forwarding because Brandy, she's not cute. She was a lot cuter whenever she was first on the show. Way too much plastic surgery. And Kim, like, I had re- I had read on the Reddit that the dog had attacked three different people. One person was a family friend, then pressed charges. The second one was Kyle's daughter. This is allegedly. And the third one was um, in, she, Kyle let Kim stay in her house, like after the show or something. And she attacked her assistant. They said that the dog was put up and she wasn't. And I, nothing about her was relatable and she just was just it was so it was just so time for her to go like she does not need to be on camera it does not help her and like we understand but anyway so the next one is Yolanda and I did not let me just say this 
I did not watch. I was so uninterested in the um, reunions. There was three parts. I watched half the second part. I watched the first one in full, the second one halfway. Third one, I completely skipped over. I am so tired of the Lyme disease being a huge, huge, huge deal. And, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with having Lyme disease and being an advocate, but Yolanda is not an advocate. Like, let's just be clear. So it was so time for her to go. It was so time. She contributed nothing to the show. It was droopy. We started fast forwarding. She, like, the women started calling out her inconsistencies. And it's true. Like, she's sitting there and, you know, like, if she, <clears throat> excuse me, if she was not well, we get it. But, like, I don't understand how your stories can be so inconsistent. Like, I haven't been able to walk, but then she went to the park with Kyle and somebody else in the, the beginning of the season. Then it's like, was it not in season five where they flew all the way to her her home place with to meet her mom and they were riding bikes and like did we forget about that and then she's like well I haven't been able to you know like drive or walk for three years and it's like you were just last season running around (coughs) excuse me and it was like just last season were you not running around in um like in downtown Beverly Hills for the scavenger hunt like was that not like what you guys were doing and it's just the inconsistencies are immaculate like (coughs) just immaculate and it's also like crazy because they okay so a lot of people on the reddit believe that she had issues with her breast implants because when they took them out, um, she had like a huge, like they were all the way up in her chest towards her collarbone. And let's talk about her advocate. Like her advocate is such a weirdo. And like, did Yolanda really think that getting her gold teeth out and having such an extensive surgery was going to like fix it? And a lot of people on the Reddit were talking about how weird David is about like her breast implants when she goes to get them removed and he's like holding them on the way to the hospital and kind of seems like it's a like a virtual loss for him. I also think that her illness took up the entire season and we all know of the inconsist <clears throat> the inconsistencies and she I feel like she played a lot into it and it just kept coming up every single time and you know how can she fly all over the world and do all these non-FDA approved things and not give them time to work which was a good point um I just feel like her story is so inconsistent and she did write a memoir and I have, I'm not going to read it, but there is a celebrity memoir book club about it. I'm going to listen to the podcast, actually. And <clears throat> the fact that she claimed that two of her children had Lyme disease because they had been around horses is so crazy because were they really sick? I don't... You would think on the show that they would show that because, you know, we get Gigi's modeling career, Bella's modeling career... oh my god excuse me you would think that we would get 
more of that. <clears throat> you would think that we would see that, but if they had it, you would think that that would be like a whole advocate for the family. And I don't know. I just, and a lot of people said that her and David had a prenup that said if she had a long-term illness, that she like, <clears throat> she would get money out of it or something like that. I'm, un I'm not quite sure, but that's exactly what the Reddit said. But <clears throat> I know from watching the season that her stories are so, so, so inconsistent. And she did start to feel better after she got her breast implants removed. And I think that was a huge, huge, huge issue for her. And I think, you know, and at the reunion, they brought up the fact of like the first part that, you know, it was menopause and depression. And like, I think that a lot of the women thought that. I think that maybe she was feeling that because later on we learned her and David were going through a rough divorce. And I feel like it could have been, you know, the breast implants making her really sick. And then she was depressed and then her marriage was ending and it's like a lot going on, you know? Her daughters are older. They went off to college. They went off to modeling, all this other stuff. So honestly, I was so excited for her to go. It was so negative. They kept bringing it up. Every time they got together, it was always, always, always something. Lisa Rinna really gets on my nerves. I think she talks way too much. She harps way too much on Kim's sobriety. Like, I think it's good that she calls it out, but she harps way too much on it. Now she's on Yolanda last season. Now she's on to something else this season. I'm on season seven. It's just like, bro, relax. Like, she's always so tough on everybody else, but like nobody says anything to her. I'm just really confused about it. So anyways, last thing, last thing. I have watched all three Fifty Shades of Grey movies. This was a huge deal in high school where, um, huge deal. I used to, I think the books came out my junior or senior year and, um, I think I vividly remember watching the first movie, but then after that, I kind of like tapered off. My husband was working nights and I was like, let me go ahead and like watch it because I, I'm just so fascinated by it. Number one. The spicy scenes are not as spicy as I expected them to be, considering the books that I remember, but they were a bit spicy. <clears throat> the first one, Fifty Shades of Grey, the storyline was lacking, but not really. There wasn't a lot of action compared to the other two. Um, it was more about their relationship, and like she was, like, they betrayed her as, like, and that's what she was supposed to be, like, an innocent college student dealing with a higher powered man and like you know that's exactly what was portrayed the ending was very catchy um and then this i feel like the second and third movie had more of like action concept of like the hero crashing um the what's his name Hyde coming back trying to get um christian sister and stuff like that and so i really felt like that it had more of a storyline but uh but i do feel like the movie was the first movie was very very cheesy to compare to like more than i remember it was super awkward and i do feel like that the actors progressed and they had more of a connection in the second and third movie. I don't know if that's just the progression of their characters in the movie or like 
if their acting progressed. It felt like they had more of a connection and like everything wasn't so awkward. I feel like it's like a little bit of half and half. But there is, I don't know. Um, Peacock has some good movies out that I used to watch. Um, Temptation Island season four is out. And I'm currently watching season seven of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So this is just a fun little episode um, to just discuss what I've been watching and a little surprise. So I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Do not forget to find me on Instagram, like my posts, make sure you subscribe. And that is all until next time.